In a world where a man loves movies and loves lists and keeps a list of his 100 favorite movies for over 30 years, what if he made his wife watch those movies in order? And what if he made her talk about it on a podcast? Would she like them? Would she hate them? Can this marriage possibly survive this podcast? Find out what will happen in a world called Craig's List. As far back as I could remember, I always wanted to be a podcaster. To me, being a podcaster was better than being president of the United States. Even before I first wandered into Earwolf for an after-school job, I knew I wanted to be a part of them. They weren't like anyone else. They did whatever they wanted. They'd double park in front of Largo, and nobody ever gave them a ticket. Lisa mattresses and Everlane clothes would just fall right off the backs of trucks and into their laps. There was Polly T. He was a man of few words, except when he was podcasting. Man, he'd go on anyone's podcast and shoot the breeze. There was Scotty. There was Maddie G. He was there, too. When my mother found out that Maddie G. had the same theater degree I did, it was the answer to her prayers. I was the luckiest kid on the Internet. I knew everybody, and everybody knew me. But I still needed to get my download numbers up. Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was, uh, you know we're not on the Earwolf net- Network, right? <laughs> we're we're nowhere close. That a lot of we're... tributes to <laughs> yeah, yeah. podcasters. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're nowhere close to, to being podcast. on any network. We are an independent podcast. Uh, hi, everyone. Welcome to Craigslist, uh, episode 80. Uh, I am Craig Kikowski. I'm here with my wife. Carla. (laughs) And today we'll be talking about uh, my number 21 favorite film of all time. Uh, A 1990 film by Martin Scorsese called Goodfellas. And it's, it's a little bit about a guy joining the mob, being a wise guy, if you will, a good fella. (laughs) (laughs) and carla watched it she watched the entire movie but to help us talk about this today we have a couple friends joining us uh they are fantastic and funny improvisers and their names are matt cavanaugh and debbie friedman please say hello Hello. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Hey, it's good to have you here. You, you are you are film buffs. We've gone to a, we've gone to a film or two with yeah, you, yeah. and that's all it takes to be a film buff. <laughs> Just a film or two. Just attendance is yeah. most of the battle. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean, if it's an action movie, I think you can call Matt a film buff. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seeing the entire canon. <laughs> Is that is that your genre action? Uh, no, it's uh, or just the rock. <laughs> the rock can do no wrong. Okay. Uh, Ask him if he's seen skyscraper. <laughs> Matt, have you seen skyscraper? I did, but I was on a plane. That's my excuse. I don't even know what that is. Well, you don't need to see it. Okay. Uh, I do like action movies. I I feel like those are my choice to go see in the theater because they're. Sure. Spectacle. So I like to see those types of movies in the theater. Did you see Goodfellas in the theater when it came out in 1990? I did not. Were you too young at the time? Uh, I mean, I, well, yes. For an R-rated <laughs> movie, yes, I was. 
All three of you, I'm guessing, were too young at the time. I was in college. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this movie on a first date. Wow. wow. That's brave. And yes. she fell asleep. Wow. Um, which set me up for a lifetime of, <laughs> of my film choices, putting my, uh, my dates and spouses to, uh, to sleep. Spouses. <laughs> right. Oh, we're learning a lot the way tonight. Up. To be clear, I have had one spouse. Mm. I have had did one you, spouse and she's here. Did you fall asleep? Is that? Nope, not okay. on this one. Not right. for this one. Oh, no, I did. Actually, you did, oh. but but very deep in. It was like only five minutes left and I fell asleep. The movie is a little short of two and a half hours yeah. and uh, you saw, I think it... When it, they were going, when they were talking to the agent who was going to put them in the witness protection oh, yeah, program, yeah. that's when I fell asleep. That's like 10 minutes from the end. Yeah. 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 And you then we rewatched that part. The best part. <laughs> the rock shows up yeah. uh, but really? i've seen it already when did you see it carla i saw it probably in college mm-hmm. just like um, me yeah i don't know why i saw it probably be i don't remember this i don't know I don't okay. remember. <laughs> a man didn't make you see it i'm actually i was thinking that maybe my guy friends like put it on or something and we watched it one night okay it's or maybe a guy I was dating at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There were so many of them. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, how much did you remember about the movie? Not much. Okay. I remembered the scene where the... Um... <laughs> what movie did we see again? <laughs> uh, when she's flushing the coke down the toilet. Sure. That's the scene that I remember. Well, that's the most memorable scene of this. I think you're right. This movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of memorable scenes, but sure, that can be yours. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you remember liking it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, not re- I mean, I remember thinking that was a good movie, but not like ever thinking that I would need to watch it again. Wow. And much to your chagrin, <laughs> you've been obligated to watch it again. Uh, Debbie, had you seen this before? You know, I, uh, I saw it probably about for the first time about like eight years ago. Okay. I think. So, uh, far enough away that I didn't remember a whole lot, but recently enough that I feel like it was kind of out of context. Like I'd already mm. seen The Sopranos. Right. You know, and so then watching this was like, oh, a lot of the same actors and like. 27 of the same actors, <laughs> I believe. That's more than I would have uh, predicted, actually. David Chase, the creator of The Sopranos, is on record saying that, uh, that, that Goodfellas was kind of his template for the Sopranos. Oh, sure. And he cast over the years many, many actors. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah. uh, especially Lorraine Bracco and Michael mm-hmm. Imperioli. Uh, Lorraine Bracco has a major part in Goodfellas and a major part in Sopranos. Michael Imperioli has plays Spider. He's Christopher. Uh, <laughs> yeah, plays Spider in, uh, in Goodfellas and then yeah. I'm not uh, sure that he had, a, in the he had a choice in making the Sopranos because this is every Italian actor. Yeah. We're obligated. Working, yes. Yeah. 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 I don't want to be in that show. You gotta. <laughs> oh, come on. Pretty, you gotta. <laughs> and Matt, what's your history with the film Goodfellas? Oh, but this can't be right. But when I was rewatching it, first I got it confused with so many, like, well, not so many, two other, like, Casino and, uh, I, a Bronx Tale for some reason. Like, <laughs> sure. All three of these movies are somewhat interchangeable in my, memory but uh i feel like i watched it like 
on a Saturday afternoon on TV when I was younger, but that can't be right, right? That was it like some right. edited version? I mean, possibly. Like on just like local TV? Like, you, you know, Saturday afternoon after the cartoon. And now the Saturday afternoon movie, Goodfellas. <laughs> and everyone's a, a melon yeah. farmer? Yeah. <laughs> like they dub out those words. So, I don't know. That can't be right. But, uh, but that's, that's my memory. Yippee-ki-yay, <laughs> melon farmer. <laughs> okay. So yeah. you, you think you think there were no curses when you saw it, or uh, <laughs> were there curses in this movie? Mm-hmm. There uh, are a few. If you saw the version that you were supposed to, <laughs> uh, I believe there are 321 fucks in this movie. Wow. Yeah, to be precise, you counted them yourself. right? I counted them. I had a fuck <laughs> clicker going. I hope. <laughs> I hope it wasn't too distracting. Oh, wow, fuck clicker. <laughs> Uh, which brings us to our first sponsor today, fuckclicker.com. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't Google that. I'm worried as to what might come up. Uh, well, let me tell you a little bit about the film Goodfellas. Uh, it was written, co-written by Martin Scorsese and Nicholas Pileggi, who wrote a, uh, a nonfiction true crime book called Wise Guy in 1986, I believe, about the life of a mobster named Henry Hill. So this is uh, very highly based on uh, Wise Guy. Some details are fictionalized slightly, but all of the characters have real-life analogs of uh, mobsters that uh, Henry Hill worked with. And I promised you, Carla, a Nora Ephron connection. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, Where is it? Goodfellas was not the only 1990 film based on the life of Henry Hill. I think Matt has an answer. Okay. And Matt's answer. My Blue Heaven. My Blue Heaven, written by Nora Ephron. My Blue Heaven with uh, Rick Moranis and uh, Steve Steve Martin Martin as the mobster. But then why, why would Nora Ephron write about Henry Hill? It was her brother. <laughs> <laughs> no? That's uh, because again, Wise Guy, the novel on which Goodfellas is based, was written by Nicholas Pileggi, husband of Nora Ephron. Mm. From Heartburn? The nope. The, oh, <laughs> nope. That's there? Carl Bernstein is the husband in, in Heartburn. Uh, later I've she lost track of what we're talking about entirely. <laughs> well, I, I'm feeling very smug that I'm more aware of the life events of Nora Ephron than you are. <laughs> uh, after divorcing Carl Bernstein, she, of course, married crime writer Nicholas Pileggi, mm. and they huh. each wrote uh, movie screenplays in 1990 that were based on the life of is Henry Hill. Blue Heaven, the one where he uh, is like a... What is what is that about? It's the sequel to Goodfellas. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? About? I haven't seen it. I don't know. Steve Martin is playing out of type as uh, he, he. It's it's a bad movie. I, I in my opinion, <laughs> Rick Moranis like a, is great. Um, what you call it? Like a preacher? No, like that's Leap of, faith Leap of Faith. Oh. With where, where he's also kind of playing against type, uh, and also he's not good in that either. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> I like that movie. I like Steve Martin, but uh, but the, this is a low point for okay, him. Okay, so what is Leaves of Faith about, or what? It, what is it? A, My Blue Heaven, Blue Heaven is <laughs> it's about a mobster and witness protection, and uh, Rick Moranis is the FBI agent who's like his contact, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, and there's a scene with uh, Carol Kane in the uh, 
grocery store where he's like, you could melt all this stuff. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's about the only thing I remember from I've never this seen movie. That. <laughs> that was definitely a Saturday afternoon movie. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're just confusing the two. So he was Henry Hill and Ray Liotta was Henry Hill. Well, he's not Henry Hill, but he's a, he's a mobster in witness protection, so it's kind of based on Henry Hill's hmm. okay. situation. Hmm. Picks up right where Goodfellas left off. Yeah, got it. Okay. <laughs> so Henry Hill in this film played by Ray Liotta. Mm-hmm. Uh, other mobsters played by uh, Scorsese regulars Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro. Paul Sorvino, Lorraine Bracco plays Henry's wife, Karen. This movie was nominated for six Academy Awards. It won one for Best Supporting Actor, uh, Joe Pesci. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. One of the shortest uh, acceptance speeches. <laughs> and one of the shortest men to avoid. <laughs> He's, <said laughs> He's a little yes. guy. He's he a little guy. He said that last night, and I uh, 100% both times was expecting you to say one of the shortest actors. <laughs> <laughs> Having children, <laughs> one. Uh, wait, wait a minute. Is Joe Pesci still alive? Joe Pesci is still alive. And He's still working? He is, he's kind of been out of the game for a yeah. while. I think he has in the 21st century, like maybe three credits. Wow. Uh-huh. Uh, I think he's, and remember he was a comedian and lounge singer before he got into oh, acting. Lounge you know? singer? Yeah. And, and actually his comedy partner in the 1960s in like the, uh, the New Jersey nightclub circuit was a man named Frank Vincent. Well, Frank Vincent plays Billy Bats in this movie. So they were like old, like, uh, comedy and singing partners. That's so strange. In the movie Raging Bull, Joe Pesci's character beats the shit out of Frank Vincent. In Goodfellas, he beats the shit and kills Frank Vincent. In the movie Casino, Frank Vincent finally gets to kill (laughs) Joe Pesci. (laughs) That's nice. But. But Scorsese uh, loves to cast non-professional actors mm. or friends, you know. So some of the other main characters in this movie or supporting characters, uh, Joe Pesci's mom in this movie is played by Scorsese's mom. Oh, my God. She's, she's my favorite she's part. Wonderful. She's my yeah. favorite part of the movie. <laughs> so she really, no she's a real artist, right? And that She probably really painted that picture. Apparently, it was actually uh, Nicholas Pelegi's mom that I think painted oh. that picture. Oh. But. But she just has it with her at the kitchen yeah. table. She's like, oh, did you see my bed? She yeah. just reaches down. It's right there. It's right there. That scene was all improvised. Oh. A, a lot of the movie was apparently improvised in rehearsals and then the script mm-hmm. was rewritten. Kind of like the oh, wow. process yeah. that they used on Veep, a television show I worked on. Um, wow. <laughs> I also watched that show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I guess, uh, Scorsese didn't tell his mom what the situation was that they had a, you know, a body in their trunk and they were going to, to bury this, this yeah. body and just said that your son's coming over for dinner with his friends, what? you know? And this so, movie is so much funnier than I remember it. Uh, it's like, there are parts in it that are just wacky, kind of like that, the painting, like, <laughs> have you seen my painting? And it's right here. Yeah. <laughs> and she just pulls it up. Uh, but that opening scene, uh, when, uh, when they're driving and, and they gotta pull over because, uh, Billy Bats is, yeah. is kicking and come the- back to life. Yeah. yeah. And then, and Joe Pesci pulls out this huge knife. <laughs> it's, I, I don't know if the knife is so big or he's so tiny or both, but it looks like a sword. <laughs> like it, it's so big. And like, I just laughed out loud. I was like, this is ridiculous. This yeah. is crazy. 
And it is kind of that Sopranos template of like funny and horrific in yeah. equal measure yeah. and the tone can change kind of moment mm-hmm. to moment. Yeah. And, you know, it was just like with the character Tony Soprano where you're just like you're like, I love this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll do something terrible and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, he's a fucking murderer and a terrible person, yeah. you know. <laughs> right. So I, this movie is kind of jarring in mm-hmm. tone in the same yeah. way, I think. Yeah. Oh, a couple of the other people who are non-professional actors. The guy who plays Maury, uh, oh, yeah. who's the guy oh, the, with the the, the, the toupee. Yeah, yeah he runs oh, a, has okay. a toupee so shop, and funny. he's kind of a he apparently was De Niro's landlord. What? Really? what? And he has twelve <laughs> acting credits in IMDb, <laughs> all in De Niro movies. Wow. Oh my god! Oh my god! So I and and that. then De Niro is like choking the shit out yeah. of this yeah. guy yeah. too, yeah. right? You know, so I guess he just wanted a guy that he would feel comfortable choking <laughs> sure. or whatever. You know, and, and it's good to have that relationship with your landlord. <laughs> <laughs> You guys want to tell your landlord story? <laughs> we might not have time. <laughs> it ends the same way. We choke him out. <laughs> and then the character Tutty, uh, you know, at the beginning of the movie, when you see the young Henry Hill, uh, before he grows up to be Ray Liotta, um, meeting the mobsters and kind of working as an errand boy, and that's how he kind of fell into the mob. This character is kind of lost along the way, but there's two brothers, Polly, who's uh, Paul Sorvino, mm-hmm. and Tutty. Uh, the guy who played Tutty is uh, Frank DeLeo, uh, for Frank DeLeo, and he was Michael Jackson's manager. <laughs> and uh, Martin Scorsese, of course, would know him because Martin Scorsese directed the music video. Or thriller. Thriller? Nope. Bad. Uh, bad. He directed oh, wow. a music video for Bad. Yeah. yeah. The second most famous song. <laughs> yeah. Thriller so was directed by John Landis. Martin Scorsese's mm. way of saying, like, uh, all that work you did in theater school is is meaningless. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, yeah. I uh, I mean, he just wanted, he wanted authentic Italians, yeah. right? You know, well, the, the made guys. Too that he had, like, real mobsters who are like uncredited in this movie oh or something i think a lot of the extras were mobsters and then when they tried to pay them realized that the social security numbers they had given <laughs> were all fake Stop it. and so they ended up just being paid in cash <laughs> that's great there is that whole speech that uh that henry hill gives at the end of the movie where he's like uh i never paid taxes oh, yeah. my social security number was fake mm-hmm. you know, i never voted and i never of course that voted. triggered me <laughs> <laughs> debbie's very politically involved um <laughs> yeah other than his birth certificate and what else his arrest his, his rap sheet yeah. Yeah. there's no record That's that it. he ever existed uh which kind of so i i think this is kind of the flip side of, of the Godfather. You know, it's a whole different look at the mob. If the tone of the Godfather is more like, uh, nobility and reverence mm-hmm. and right. family and tradition, um, this is, this kind of shows like the minutiae of being in the mob. Uh, and it, it's a lot more mundane <laughs> in this world. Yeah. You know, it's not nearly as glamorous. Yeah. But I think it also gives you a good sense of why somebody might enter this life. And especially when they, when they start adding voiceover for Henry's wife, Karen, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is, is kind of an interesting and, and radical move to like give her the opportunity to do voiceover as well. Uh, it kind of answers the question, like, why would she be with this guy? Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. I had questions about the, the narration. Like, 
there were times when I was like, did they add this after to help explain things or was this always scripted that way? It was always scripted that way. I think huh. it was, it was always meant to have uh, heavy narration. Uh, Scorsese was influenced by the Truffaut film Jules and Jim, which has a lot of <laughs> kind of heavy handed techniques. You know, the, the, this has kind of an everything but the kitchen sink approach. Yeah. There's like narration, fourth wall breaking, yeah. you know, yeah. tracking shots, like push ins, you yeah. know, like very audacious camera moves that make you very self-conscious of this being a movie. Scorsese said it; he almost wanted to have the feeling of like a two and a half hour long trailer. Hmm. Like he wanted to just like clip along and like move uh, really quickly. And I, I think this movie has one of the best uses of narration of, of yeah. any movie that I, hmm. I, I can think of. Yeah, I ended up actually really liking it um, when when they paid it off with him talking in the courtroom to the camera. Yes. I thought that was clever. Uh, I hate I hate that turn to the camera. It's like two hours and 20 minutes. We haven't seen anything yeah. like this. And then all of a sudden, he's talking to me. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> right, why? But I, I felt like, oh, because I had heard him talking yeah. for so long that it, it worked for me. But at first, <clears> I was <throat> like, this feels really weird, the, yeah. the narration. At first, I thought, I was actually thinking about this on the way over. And it's, it's not right, but I was like, oh, maybe the narration catches up to real life and that's the part where they meet, mm. but there's narration after that. So I didn't even think through that. I was like, oh, that's just the, the moment where Ray Liotta decides to talk to us. <laughs> <That's so weird>. Okay. <laughs> As Ray Liotta. Yeah. He's like, right? Hey, I'm Ray Liotta, by the way, playing Henry Hill in this movie. Hope you're enjoying it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I always want like De Niro to react because he kind of yeah. r- walks by yeah. the table yeah. in which uh, Jimmy Conway, De Niro's character, is I'm sitting. I'm glad that they didn't have that. <laughs> he could have killed him real easy. Uh, I did, although I did look to De Niro as he was passing by, like expecting him to react. I guess. Yeah, yeah, because he's such a good actor. Like, why would he not react? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I think like that audaciousness of style is, is part of what I really like mm. about this. Uh, that it's kind of unpredictable. It's, it's very lively. Um, those tracking shots are yeah, so great. Really, yeah. Beautiful. I love the first one where they, everybody kind of gets their thing of like, Hey, how are you? <laughs> where you been you know like all, they all get like one line <laughs> yes when he introduces you to all of the guys yeah. in the gang and there's like uh, with the great names they all have Jimmy two names. times and two Nikki times. eyes yeah. you know and Johnny Roast Beef Johnny Roast Beef that's the best name <laughs> I remember the history <laughs> Johnny Rose Beef is pretty great. Yeah. It's, uh, there was a Herald team in Chicago and a long form improv team called Johnny Rose really? Beef for that's, a while. That's wonderful. Know. That's great. Uh, I remember that there was an SNL parody of this, uh, which I just showed to Carla and it was, it was not that funny, but it was like, it, uh, <laughs> it was Alec Baldwin and Kim Basinger hosting in 1994. So it's huh. like Mike Myers, Tim Meadows, David Spade, Kevin Nealon, Jay Moore. Yeah. Adam Sandler, they were, that would like the cast mm-hmm. at the time and, uh, Farley, uh, <laughs> and so it's, uh, it's all like the mobsters from that, uh, from that scene in Goodfellas, but then like 20 more, <laughs> uh, in, in, in her tracking shot. And then there's this weird part where it's just Kim Basinger and she doesn't have a joke. <laughs> yeah. Well, his joke is she, this lady looked like Kim Basinger. Yeah. No, and nobody laughed. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> They broke up the next week. <laughs> <laughs> what else? This 
on the get a cookie while you're doing this. Get a cookie. <laughs> get a cookie, Carla. Anybody else want a cookie? I already had cookies for dinner. Okay. No, Debbie made delicious cookies that <laughs> were <laughs> a baking fail. <laughs> <laughs> a baking fail, but all the flavor is there. They just didn't rise. But I, I like I like a nice thin crispy cookie i sent a picture of them to my mom because i thought they were so sad looking she said i should lie and say that i intended to make lace cookies oh yeah i like lace cookies they taste like that too this movie is number 17 on the imdb top 250 voted on by users of the uh the website uh nominated for six oscars as i said only one for pesci uh, lost best picture to Dances with Wolves. Wow. <laughs> now, if you recall, Craig's listeners, Dances with Wolves was earlier on my list. I have it on my top 100 as well. I think this. And I had a pass on that one. You did have a pass. <laughs> oh, you passed on that one, huh? I passed. I used one of my three passes on Dances with Wolves. Wow. Have you seen it before and nope. you didn't want to watch it again? I was just like, this is not for me. It's also like four and a half hours long, isn't it? Yeah. It was there is a four really and a half long. hour long version. Yeah. That and Raging Bull I passed on. Yep. Huh. So both left. connected to this movie. And I Dance with, with Wolves will not remain on Craig's list, though I still think it's it's a, a very good movie. Uh but this is considered to be maybe one of those times where Oscar got it really wrong mm. that that Goodfellas was overwhelmingly uh regarded as is now the best film of of that year. But in retrospect, like Dances with Wolves is the Oscar movie. You know, mm. and Goodfellas just doesn't seem like the type of mm. movie that, that wins. Scorsese kind of got the career achievement much later for The Departed, which is, uh, a movie I did not care for. Yeah. Yeah. He gave it to him on, on his body of work, I guess, right? <laughs> um, did, was anybody else up for an Oscar from this? Lorraine Bracco was also nominated. Okay. Wow. For supporting actress. Who but, won? but Ray Liotta was not. In 1990, mm-hmm. who won? For best supporting Driving actress. Driving Miss Daisy, lady. Uh, nope. nope. Uh, she played Oda Mae Brown. I don't know. In a little film called Ghost. Oh, okay. Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg really? won wow. in 1990. Yeah. For, for Ghost? For Ghost. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm surprised. <laughs> not, not that she didn't deserve <laughs> it. What a Whoopi <laughs> hater. No, I love Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> no, I'm just surprised that they would give it for... A, a for a comedic like turn. Ghost. For a comedic yeah. turn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ghost was also nominated for Best Picture that year. It really? Was, That's it was a, a great movie. It's a different time. <laughs> <laughs> I should watch it again. I guess it's been years, but I liked it a lot when I was younger. Now, the book was called Wise Guy. They could not call the movie Wise Guy because there had been a television show in the late 80s called Wise Guy. Uh, which I've never seen, but was really well regarded. Hmm, and was I, it wise guy or wise guy? Wise guy, singular. About and then de- mafia stuff or no? Uh, it was about the mafia. Yeah. yeah. And I believe it was the television debut of, uh, Kevin Spacey. Oh. Who is since retired. Yep. Uh, and then Brian De Palma made up a comedy called Wise Guys about the mob in 1986. So it had mm. been, been used already. Mm. Um, but I guess Goodfellas, an interchangeable term. Yeah. And they even explained it in the movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah they do. Like, like you're saying a good fella. <laughs> you know, that complicated explanation of why, why they're good fellas. As otherwise you might be confused. Yeah. Like, hey, this fair. guy, he's, a good fella. <laughs> no, you said it fast. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> 
So, Carla, this was your fourth Scorsese film on Craigslist. Whoa. This is your last. What else did we watch? Well, we watched The King of Comedy. Oh, yeah. Oh. Which you thought was okay? Yeah. Uh, you skipped Raging Bull. Yep. You watched Taxi Driver. <laughs> oh, yeah. I barely remember watching Taxi Driver. <laughs> well, that's fair. Yeah. Now, all of those movies feature Robert De Niro in the, the center role. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Taxi Driver, The Raging Bull, The King of Comedy. <laughs> uh, but he's more of a supporting character yeah. here in, uh, in Ray Liotta is the, is the lead. What do we think of, uh, Robert De Niro in this movie? <laughs> you know, I forgot this was about Ray Liotta before we started watching it. Cause everything I remember from this is Pesci and right. De Niro. But, um, but what do you remember about De Niro in this? Cause I don't think, like, he's, oh, <clears throat> he's great, but I don't think that there's anything like, to me, particularly memorable about his performance. The one but- thing that I, when he started doing it, and then I remembered that scene was when he um, beats up the telephone booth. <laughs> yes, <laughs> as yeah. that was happening, I was yeah. like, "Oh, I remember this. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is a great." Scene. When he gets word that Tommy got whacked, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then immediately starts to like weep, like yeah, he's kind of comically yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, another kind of wacky moment in this movie. <laughs> laugh it up fuzzball (laughs) (laughs) and yeah and then just banging the the tub that is a very memorable scene Mm -hmm. uh i like the scene where he's kind of menacing karen i like that too actually i didn't remember that and then when we watched it again i was like that was unnerving when he's like yeah yeah there's some dresses you know just go down uh it's right there just go down a little further and then she kind of gets uh you know her spidey senses tingling yeah Yeah. (laughs) like this may not be a good situation nobody survives any of those attempts except for her in this movie yeah everybody else gets it (laughs) i think hers was poorly planned on their part well, it yeah, did yeah, seem you like go, a last you go down minute there. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep walking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just, it's spooky, but go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Carla, was this movie too violent for you? Um, it, no. I mean, I didn't love the violence. <laughs> <laughs> I think the most violent part, as we're talking about it now, that I remember is this st- stabbing the guy in the trunk. Like, that's pretty with awful. With a sword? Yeah, with a sword. <laughs> <laughs> Unsheaths his sword. <laughs> Also, when Henry goes and beats up uh, Karen's neighbor, oh yeah, is oh pretty, yeah, I turned my head. Too. Yeah, yeah, you didn't look, you didn't look at that. But I remember it being shockingly violent at the time. Yeah, not so much. And now it's twenty-eight years later, and I guess it's been topped so many times. Yeah. And The Sopranos certainly had a, had a lot <laughs> oh, more sure. graphic yeah. violence than than this did. It's it's. I mean, there are certainly some horrific portions of this and a few deaths, but. In the grand scheme of things now, it's relatively mild, which seems crazy mm-hmm. to say. Yeah. I think the violence is, um, more like surprising. Like it always happens at moments where you think it's not going to happen. You know, like when they open the, the thing, you expect them to just shoot him, but he pulls up his <laughs> knife and starts right. stabbing him a million times. Yeah. And the same thing, like, I, I, I guess when Ray Liotta approaches the neighbor, I felt like he was going to pull out the gun and like threaten him. So mm-hmm. when he just starts attacking him yeah. with the butt of the gun, yeah. it's like shocking. His poor buddies. <laughs> we had nothing shoot. to do with anything. And the one quiet one, don't shoot. Yeah, <laughs> I also like that moment. It's like, we're just washing his car, you, you know, just for a friend. <laughs> yeah, I, I think a lot of mob movies or TV shows will concentrate on like the intrigue and then, then the fight for supremacy and uh, and the murder plots and everything. And I think this movie makes a good argument for of like, yeah, guys get killed, but it's only, you know, uh, because of money. 
you know, (laughs) and these are like petty guys who are just trying to make money and mostly. Well, except Joe Pesci is. That's the point that that I wanted to make, which is that's one thing Ray Liotta does very well in this movie is you can see those moments where he's reacting to Pesci and like, oh, this guy is actually a fucking sociopath. Yeah. You know, uh, that he's murdering just for the glee of it. Yeah. You know, which is so necessary <laughs> because when he, like, when Pesci, Pesci, uh, shoots the, the spider, kid, spider, Christopher, uh, <laughs> uh, nobody really like they're like what you do that for like nobody's really angry or like scared or anything yeah Uh, so like that's so necessary to have someplace else in the movie anyway Mm -hmm. yeah the the other guys are numb to it but it's clear that like a line has still been crossed or they're like you ruined our card game so at least (laughs) you ruined something i had a full house yeah But it is surprising to me, like, when I watched, I remember the first time I watched it being like, oh, it's so clear that Joe Pesci's character is bonkers. Yeah. Like, why have they put up with it? Like, it does feel like he's a liability. Mm. And I kind of felt like, oh, shouldn't, you know, someone higher up in the, in the organization be like, get this guy out of here. Right. <laughs> Sooner than it happens. That's why the most famous scene, the, uh, am I a clown here to amuse yeah. you scene is so necessary mm-hmm. because it just shows that this guy is unpredictable mm-hmm. yeah. and can snap at any moment, but that also that Ray Liotta is kind of tied to Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of like pretty much, you know, that this is your, this is your buddy. This is your, you know, your brother basically yeah. Yeah. in the mob. And you kind of have to go along with whatever he does. Yeah. I don't know? totally understand the, um, bond that he had with Jimmy. Like why Jimmy protected him or helped him so much. Cause really, the reason that Paulie never got involved was because he never knew, right? At least from what we saw, he never in knew the this drug stuff. trade. Yeah. Well, no, but also with just Joe Pesci's character being nuts, right? Like they were covering up everything that he was doing, right? Yeah. Like helping him bury bodies and stuff. And I just that was one, like that felt felt like a little bit of a hole to me. And when he gets so upset when he finds out that he dies, it's like why? Why does he love well, this guy so much? Doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. It, I feel like he was upset mostly for himself. Right, like that was his. That was his guy. That was his guy who was gonna like because they were they were buddies, and that was the guy who was gonna like m- make him have more status. Oh, that was that was my read okay. on it. Yeah, yeah. But because I guess he does say like, oh, because he's being made. Yeah. It's like I, we're all being made. Yeah, right, right, right. But I don't know. I see. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, Tommy is Italian, and so he can be a made guy, and then Jimmy and Henry uh, are Irish or half. Right half Irish, half Italian, and so they can never be made men. Uh, yeah, when when you see the young Henry, Jimmy is like the guy who he idolizes. So, you know, it's interesting. I think we'll get into this with your quotes a little bit. Uh, <laughs> people are playing a wild age range. Oh, yeah. my God. That's another Two. one of my favorite parts when when Robert De Niro walks in, they're like, and he's 28. And you're like, is he? All right. <laughs> he's <laughs> close to 50. He was in his 40s. 47. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Pesci and De Niro were both 47, and I think they're supposed to be playing as young as mid-20s. I think Pesci might even supposed to be like 20 when we first see him or or whatever, which is is ridiculous. And then Leota and Bracco were each around 36. Oh, wow. And then I think we we probably see Ray Leota playing Henry from like 
from like 18 to 36 mm-hmm. or something like that. She says yeah. on a date, like, oh, how's this 21-year-old guy? I think it was 21. That's right. <laughs> like, yeah. You make all this money and you're like, yeah. huh, all right. Because he's lying to you. He's 46. <laughs> <laughs> But then in the later scenes, when because Jimmy's supposed to be older than them, we see De Niro is aged beyond what you know, he's in age makeup beyond like what his actual age yeah. was, and yeah. he looks more like he does now yeah. in his seventies. You know, well, let's go chronologically through the movie with a segment that we like to call Carla's quotes. She's feeling her oats and Greg's taking notes. Whatever they are, it's Carla's quotes. We watched this movie last night on our brand new couch, Ooh. Uh, which you have the privilege <laughs> I, of sitting on right I am. now. Oh, it's lovely. <laughs> You're welcome. Very cozy. Feels new. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah, we started the movie maybe around nine o'clock. Uh, immediately, Carla props her feet up on me and said, rubbing feet is a requirement when I watch your movies. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. So the ex- You're really giving all the quotes to so a foot rub <laughs> needed to be exchanged. It wasn't very good. Oh, sorry. Oh. Uh, it wasn't a very good foot rub. No, it's, you seemed like you were mad when you were doing it. That's why it wasn't very. It was good. a mobbed, mobbed foot, foot rub. Yeah. Well, I was simultane- simultaneously trying to watch the movie, give a foot rub, and take notes, <laughs> including doing these quotes. So your life is so hard. <laughs> So there's kind of a cold open to this movie, which is mm-hmm. them driving and with uh, Billy Bats in their trunk, and then we see that scene where they where they stab the shit out of the body in the trunk with a sword and everything yeah. <laughs> with it with a Don't sword, it a sword. <laughs> <laughs> with a scimitar, uh, and then it goes into that famous first line of the narration: "As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster." Mm-hmm. And then Carla goes, "Boo." <laughs> <laughs> Wow, right away, huh? Yeah. Not what prompted back. that boo? I just don't... The narration was so weird. Like, he's so cheery in it. <laughs> yeah. And so the juxtaposition, it just, like, really took mm. me out of it. It felt like the beginning of a romantic comedy when he started talking. <laughs> <laughs> Again, know? I love it. I love how jarring the tone mm. is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he recorded his voiceover just, like, talking to somebody, which is, you know, what they always say uh, in, in voiceover auditions is, like, just... Tell it to a friend, you know. <laughs> Just say it to a friend. Um, but I, but I think it works. Uh, it works for me. It does kind of feel. I mean, it is a little over the top, but it feels uh, intimate and conversational. Benny is so happy right now. <laughs> Benny has stayed with uh, Matt and Debbie many a time. Uh, his girlfriend Pepper is their dog. <laughs> Uh, so he's very happy to have some visitors. We've gotten uh, closer over the years. <laughs> he's just sick of me and Carla. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that it gives you, again, like the minutiae of like how the mob kind of works in a neighborhood, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and that they actually serve some sort of purpose, yeah. you know, in a fucked up way. I thought it was so interesting to understand that they were stealing goods, but that drugs weren't a part of it right? for a long time. That's, like covered, the in, 80s, I that's guess. covered in the Godfather as well, that oh, uh, that Don Corleone doesn't want to get involved in the drug trade and other, other of the five families are pushing the Corleones. I have a feeling to, I'm going to get that. to see that soon. You might. You <laughs> might get an opportunity to see a couple, couple Godfather oh, films. Godfather Starting three. with... <laughs> 
the third one starting with number three the best most underrated yeah and the, i'm in, we already know there's still a lot of woody allen to come yeah. there's a lot of godfather we're gonna be in new york a lot okay for uh for the top 20 it's gonna be a sausage fest yes yes <laughs> but i love the scene where uh he gets beat up by his dad because yeah. uh, his dad finds out he's not been going to school and like they sent his parents a notice from the school yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so the, the mobsters take the mailman. Yeah. They're going to so put his great. head in the pizza oven. Yeah. They're like, you see this kid? No mail. Goes. Yeah. <laughs> Any letter from that school does not go to this kid's house. Yeah. And so then, great. and then classic heightening of like, uh, not only did he not deliver the letters from the school, he wouldn't deliver any mail. Yeah. He was so terrified. <laughs> Finally, my mom had to go pick up the mail. <laughs> uh, no score to this movie. I mean, yeah. no, there's no composer. Yeah. It's just wall to wall needle drops. Yeah. It's a great soundtrack. Yeah. I, I agree. really liked the music in it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just that uh, that jump right away of like, I always wanted to be a gangster. I'll go to rags to yeah. riches, like Tony yeah. Bennett right away. Mm-hmm. So you get like the kind of like the Sinatra Bennett like crooner stuff, and then you move on to like Phil Spector like girl groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scorsese would only use music that was it, uh, of the year or before, so like he didn't oh. want any anachronistic mm-hmm. uh, music. And then once you get into the seventies, you get into more rock and roll, mm-hmm. Rolling Stones, Derek and the Dominoes, uh, famous use of, uh, the coda from Layla, mm-hmm. uh, when you see all the, the bodies from, uh, the Lufthansa oh, ice, yeah. you know, Frenchy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stacks. Stacks. Uh, can we, uh, Samuel L. Jackson yeah. is in this for about five minutes that's yeah. pretty cool uh yeah yeah he was not that, that was well that. known at the time yeah. he'd done a few films for spike lee uh, <laughs> i do love um the guy uh Car- carbone yeah i love that guy like he's such a great dummy uh he's in the wedding singer it's like uh oh, Adam Sandler's sister. This is the guy with the real thick eyebrows and like the helmet of black hair. Yeah, I was surprised. Yeah, I was surprised they killed him. I was like, but he just does whatever you want. Yeah, he doesn't know any better. He killed everybody though, right? Like jerk. But he's got my favorite line of the wedding singer when he's like watering, just watering the the lawn or whatever, and Adam Sandler comes in and passes him, and they say something, and he's like, "Oh shit, I got water all over my pants." High concept. It's it's also just kind of like a throwaway. It's so funny. I don't know. I forgot also that Polly Walnuts is in this too. Who's Polly Walnuts? Polly Walnuts from uh, from The Sopranos. I've never seen The Sopranos. Oh wow! Yeah, I haven't either. I've seen uh, the first few episodes, and then I was like, I don't, I don't have enough patience. Uh, Tony Sirico is the actor, but. uh, he's one of the mobsters uh, up top during the young Henry Hill scenes. The guy who's in the pizza joint, just in the, well, they're all in like white t-shirts, I guess. <laughs> Wait, in the uh, Sopranos Polly with like the two-tone hair? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, he's one of the first mobsters you okay. see Didn't in the movie. Mm. Uh, I also like the scene where, uh, a guy gets shot, wanders into the pizza joint, <laughs> and, and, and Henry helps the guy, and then, uh, Tuddy's like, you wasted eight fucking aprons on this <laughs> oh <my> guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, when they first introduced Jimmy and they do say of like, he was 28 or 29 at the time. And Carla said, he's 45. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, (laughs) So weird. Uh, and then when they show the young Tommy, 
who does look a lot like a young Joe Pesci. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Carla said, does he end up being Joe Pesci? Uh, and I said, yes, he does. And you said, are you serious? <laughs> well, I think the first thing that he says is like, hey, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't be clearer. <laughs> <laughs> Never rat on Sorry, your friends Joe. and always keep your mouth shut. Two things you learn. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to keep your mouth shut now. Did I say that? I thought, I thought you were going to no, no. a Carla quote No, that's it. not a Carla oh. quote. Oh. I, I, it's just a good fella's quote that I like. <laughs> uh. Carla asked what year this was. Uh, what year is this? 1990. Same year as Home Alone. <laughs> Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We will be covering Home Alone soon. So just think oh. about the range of Joe Pesci. Is yeah. What I'm yeah. And then nothing. Yeah. Nothing. After Home Alone 2. Like, where, where has he been? Where'd he go? <laughs> uh, I get tired of the When life. was the Vinny movie? My Cousin Vinny, 1992. Okay. All right. Oscar for Marissa Tomei. Mm-hmm. Not deserved. Just wow. I love that movie. Yeah. There's that scene where the guy who owns the Bamboo Lounge, which is the club that yeah. they hang out yeah. in, you know, he gets beat up by Tommy <laughs> who won't pay his bill and yeah. then he kind of goes to, to Polly to, uh, complain. You know, because it's like, it's very like mobster dialogue. There's a lot of repetition. At one point, uh, Paul Savino was like, what do you want me to do? And Carla said, he just said what he wants you to do. <laughs> there is a lot of, in these mobster movies, a lot of the same character saying the same thing five yeah. or six times. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of vague stuff, too. Like, I took care of that thing for you. Yeah. <laughs> what, what thing? The thing? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, you know, the yeah, thing. Yeah. The thing you asked me about? The other day? And then it's like five <laughs> minutes later and you're like, uh, just name the thing. <laughs> hey, you remember that guy? Oh yeah, I remember that guy. He did uh, a thing for you. what guy? Just say the guy's name. Here's Carla with an acting note. There's, <laughs> there's something disingenuous about Ray Liotta as an actor to me. Hmm. I don't oh. like Ray Liotta. I'm, I, I'm kind of with you on it. Like really? he's fine in this, but Ray Liotta now? Like it's scary. I haven't I haven't he's seen scary him that looking. much. He There's, looks like he looks like he's wearing someone else's skin on his face. <laughs> There's something very disconcerting. I don't know why. There's something very disconcerting to me about like his like simultaneously like baby face or feminine eyes with like I don't know his knowing what he looks like now like yeah. Yeah. and his eyes are always <laughs> leaking now like it's <laughs> poor guy's falling apart i'm, I'm just, so sorry ray liotta i'm sure you're a very nice person i'm sure you're a big fan of this podcast big fan of the podcast <laughs> long time listen listener every, every like one he looks in every single scene he looks like he's about to to break like he's about to start <laughs> either laughing or be like i forgot my line <laughs> Or like, holy shit, this is Robert De Niro. Like, there's just something <laughs> that's like not connecting all the way for me. So that's what you mean by disingenuous? Yeah. Uh, no, like, I just, so it not... felt perfectly appropriate for him to break the fourth wall and talk to the camera? That was probably my favorite part, actually, with him. His, uh, his cackle is off, also weird. Yes. Like, he cackles a lot. Oh, in this I movie. love it when he cackles in this movie. I think it like it sets the tone like... so well. <laughs> he doesn't seem committed or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to make an argument for him as one of the great uh, actors of our time, but I think he's well cast in this. I mean, he certainly never had a better part than this. I guess this. De Niro was too old for this. I don't understand that. Why did P- they? Was Pacino up for it? Is that Pacino was offered Jimmy and turned it down? Mm. Yeah. With, that was uh, D- 
De Niro. De Niro's character, yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe at that time they were thinking De Niro would be Henry and Pacino would be... Because I just can't understand why they would be okay with casting Joe Pesci, who's the same age as Jimmy's, <laughs> as De Niro. Right. As somebody who's supposed to be like 15 years younger than him. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because yeah. he's so little. Yeah, he's so tiny. <laughs> I don't... That just is weird. It's like, it's like Scorsese just like, all right, which of my friends will say yes? <laughs> who's going to say yes? The Pesci Oscar speech, by the way, I don't think I said before. It was five words. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Aw, that's a good one. That's how they should all be. <laughs> but Ray Liotta had a great part in Jonathan Demme's Something Wild uh, in 1986, and that was how we got in Scorsese's mm. uh, Radar. Mm. I've never seen it. But seen he's it. yes, yeah. Uh, he plays kind of a psychopathic uh, ex-boyfriend of Melanie Griffith in, in that movie. Oh, I've totally seen that movie. That's a great movie. Jeff Daniels and yes. Melanie Griffith. And they yeah. like go on the road yeah. like, to run away from him. It, that's another movie that abruptly changes tones because it's like kind of like a meet cute like yes. romantic comedy for the first half. And it becomes a, a thriller in the second half uh-huh. as Ray Liotta starts chasing them. I was so young <laughs> when I saw this movie. And I remember watching it and being like, oh, this is so – I think I was watching it with my parents. And and Melanie Griffith and Jeff Daniels are really cute in it. And then there's this sex scene where she's like handcuffed in the bed or yep. something. Am I remembering this correctly? Yeah. And I remember my parents being <laughs> like, uh, we should change the channel. <laughs> the other day you told me what your parents used to tell you when the sex scene came on during a movie. Well, I used to watch Dirty Dancing all the time. And my mom would say, they're just dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Huh. They're just dancing. Whenever All the right. sexy would come on. They're just dancing. <laughs> Carla had such an effed up view of what dancing is. How was your prom? Just why yeah. I have sex every time I dance. <laughs> prom was scandalous. One of the many girl group songs they used in this is uh, Then He Kissed Me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I Carla said, you know how I know this. Adventures in Babysitting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice. It's true. That famous tracking shot where they go into the back of the restaurant yeah, and he's taking Karen on their first like real date, which mm-hmm. kind of leads up to them being seated in the front and, and everything. It's just such a great tracking shot. Um, and of course, like being the, the nerd, like during that scene, I was like, you know, this is still the uh, same shot as when they were, uh, <laughs> when they were parking the car out in the street. And then and Carla was like, I have eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, what Carla actually said was, that's amazing. You know, Martin Scorsese is really one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I keep hearing. <laughs> Here's when uh, they said that they were 21. Yes. Or uh, she said he was 21. And Carla said, 21, they're well into their 30s. (laughs) (laughs) Right? You are totally correct. I love it. I do think that Lorraine Bracco could have – she seemed younger Mm -hmm. than, you know. Sure. Anyway, what am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Why don't you go get your fucking shine box? What? (laughs) Do you remember that scene? No. Oh, right. That's one of the most famous scenes as well. You know. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I don't do that no more, Billy. I don't shine shoes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a, such a great case of like building up tension, mm-hmm. releasing it, and then going right back. Yeah. Into when he it. just sticks them right at the end, like uh, verbally sticks yeah. them at the end. Yeah, but that just was sets them off. Moment where I was like, why is De Niro helping him, Pesci here? Why is Jimmy helping Tommy? 
right? He does jump in real quick. Yeah, yeah. he's like into it, yeah. like beating him up, yeah. not just hiding the body. He's right. he's like. And before know. that too, he's kind of like the voice of reason. He's like, but you know, you were uh, you were really yeah. uh, kind of poking him there a little bit. Yeah. Disrespect him a little bit. Yeah. 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 No, you insulted him a little bit. Just insulted yeah. him a little bit. Yeah. And then they had the the tiny fight about the drinks. Like, I'll buy the drinks. No, look. Drinks around the house. <laughs> it's, it's so it's so great. That whole scene is so great. But it it also does look like he's like, oh great, we're fighting now. Yeah. Like like yeah. he's just like, sure, I'm in. <laughs> like, so weird. The song they use during that Atlantis by Donovan. How does that go? Way beyond the ocean. Way beyond the sea. Nope, don't remember. Uh, it's this really weird song with this long introduction by Donovan of like, long ago there was a mystical land that it was called Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a really odd choice. They, they didn't put that in the movie? <laughs> no. It's too bad. Uh, I think actually you can play this, uh, you can hear some of the introduction in the back because they're uh, playing it on the jukebox oh, or cool. whatever. Uh, but then David Fincher famously used another uh, Donovan song from that era, Hurdy Gurdy Man. Hurdy Gurdy. In, in uh, Zodiac. Are these children's songs? <laughs> uh, we, we already kind of talked about the scene at Tommy's mom's house with Scorsese's mom. Uh, but my favorite line is like, yeah, the deer's, uh, the, the foot, the, got caught in the, uh, the, 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 the grill. What do you call it? The, the, the hoof. <laughs> And then Carla said, I love that the painting is just sitting there right at her feet. <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, she's just waiting. <laughs> she cooked this whole dinner and then planted that by a foot so she could show them later. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday night is for wives, but Friday night is for girlfriends. <laughs> what a life, right? <laughs> Those were the days. Uh, I mean, there there's a part of me watching the movie that's like... Uh, it, I get it. Like you're showing these these guys being like uh, misogynistic and racist and homophobic and uh, and uh, you're like, well, and you do kind of see the repercussions that it has on other people's lives. So it's not like necessarily just you know frivolous. Yeah, but on the other hand, it's still a movie just about a bunch of like <laughs> straight white yeah. like misogynistic, racist, homophobic, yeah. you know, murderers. And so I don't know. There's there's part of me that's like. Oh, what a life. <laughs> Cult, no, cult, like culturally conflicted about liking a movie that's just yeah, like that. I don't know. That was Debbie Friedman's voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But you also sign off on that comment? Yeah. I think this is because you've really put me through the ringer with some of these movies. <laughs> I think this is uh, on the – I liked this one better than most. Why? I don't know why. I mean, it's entertaining. It's mm-hmm. made in an entertaining way, well, I, I maybe think. maybe it has something to do with, you know, like you were saying, like the Godfather is like the royalty of that world, and this is like the... The crew. The grunt. Yeah. Yeah. And like you yeah. don't really often get... You usually see, you know, somebody who's in charge. Like the story is usually about them. And so to see the, the crew or the, the grunt men or whatever is interesting. It's like a t- an interesting take on it. Yeah. So I think I was leaning into that. Paul Sorvino is the mob boss, but he's more of a peripheral right. character. He's like yeah. very much a supporting character, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was cool. And like, I really liked the scene where, Ray, where what's his name? Henry? Henry. <laughs> Henry's in jail. 
for the first time and she comes to see him with the kids and she's like, mm. we have no money. They're not, re- Paul's not returning my calls. And he was like, no, you don't go to him. I'm, you know, they're not going to help us right now. And like, you really understand that the hierarchy. Yeah. The hierarchy of like, you can't talk. They just cause you were like going on vacation with them last month doesn't yeah. mean they're going to be yeah. there for you when he goes to jail. And mm. I thought that was super interesting. I don't know, but I agree. Like there's, you got a lot of, a lot of these kind of movies on your list. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the first girlfriend? She just kind of goes away, right? Yeah. Janice? Yeah. She goes Janice. to see him in prison once, right? Yep. Yeah. But then the next time you see a girlfriend, it's the other. It's Janice's friend. Debbie. Yeah. Yeah. Is that yeah. her name? In real life, right? Well, Debbie Mazar, yes, yeah. is the actress. Ah. Yeah. Um, I do like that thing of like one of the things that they use like their muscle for is uh, Janice is slacking off at work and they go to beat up her boss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking Janice can do whatever the fuck she wants to do. <laughs> I'm just like, is that a good use of mob muscle? Just to like let his girlfriend dick around at her job? Yeah, or like when they come to, to, to see him, right? And they're like, you got to go back you to your go wife. Back to your wife? <laughs> yeah. So that whole intervention too. scene. Yeah. <laughs> like, and part of it is also like, I can't have her coming over and bitching to my wife. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, okay. So their lives are so interconnected. Like, yeah. uh, it, I guess it makes sense, but it does feel like, that eh, seems like an overreach. Yeah. <laughs> One of the best use of Karen's narration is when she meets all the other mob wives. Yes. And yes. she's yeah. like, they looked bad. Like, <laughs> yes. bad. Yeah, and the first one you see, I think, like has like herpes yeah. like on her face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so sad. But she, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that I didn't. Yeah, I still didn't like love the narration, even though I did think like it got easier to listen to. But I did like hearing the parts where she was talking about that she still was attracted to him or whatever. Mm. I felt like that helped me understand her point of view Mm -hmm. as opposed to just like watching her go back to him and take it. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that that's why it is kind of unique of, uh, even if it's a smaller sliver of the narration, (laughs) at least it gives her a voice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Although I, uh, we watched it, um, sort of like one and a half times in preparation because we watched it uh, first like a month ago and then we we're like, oh, we might have forgotten some stuff. So, um, but uh, the second the second time we watched it through, I noticed like when she, when he he doesn't show up for the second date and she's like crying at the table. She's yeah. not just like mad. And I get like the reaction after the scene after I think is great and she's mad and she yells at him for standing her up or whatever. But while she's in the restaurant, she's like sobbing in public. Yeah. And to me, I was watching that. I was like, I think that's the one time I'm like, Karen, I don't get you. Yeah. Like everything else, I'm like, I get Karen. Even when Karen's like randomly screaming, which is maybe my favorite part of her character. <laughs> she's like, the scene isn't done yet, and then she just screams, like, Mom, or whatever. I love it. Yeah. But like, but that scene where I'm like, she didn't want to. She went on and on about how terrible this first date was, yeah. and how he like pushed her home, and then wasn't it's such a drastic change <laughs> between the first their first meeting and then the second yeah. time they meet and then for some reason she's expecting like she even wants to see him the second time yeah. that she'd cry i feel like i get getting mad but crying at the table i Come feel on. like it's her Karen. ego it's like yeah, maybe she's embarrassed not, yeah i think yeah, it's not even about like her liking him that much at that point i think it's just like she's like what this like this guy doesn't even deserve to be yeah. here with me or whatever <laughs> 
She's like, I'm gorgeous. Yeah. And he is a weird baby face. (laughs) But then in the next scene, I love it when she's yelling at him. And you can literally see the moment that Lorraine Bracco chooses to like him. Yeah. Yeah. I, and like it's a complete switch on yeah. her face, and I thought that was really great. I mean, it's true love when you smuggle prosciutto into prison for your, <laughs> your lover. <laughs> the prosciutto. <laughs> I love that they're smuggling in food, like yes. cold cuts yes. instead of drugs. She's like pulling it out of her bra. Yeah. <laughs> no, why? Why you, did you put it there? You, we already know you have big pockets inside. <laughs> why? Did, why did you put it down your chair? <laughs> I wish I had known this was streaming on HBO because my DVD <laughs> was very old. Oh, no. It must have been one of the first DVDs made. Yeah. It's one that you flip over. You had to flip oh, it yeah. over. Oh. Halfway through the movie? Halfway through the movie. Oh. Literally at the halfway point. Yeah, that's old. So when we flipped the movie, uh, Carla said, how much did we watch? I said, an hour 13. You said, it felt like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> it did. I felt like I was living in that world for quite a while. <laughs> In my notes, Polly kept uh, auto-correcting to Pauline. <laughs> um, but I, uh, the most memorable Paul Sorvino scene for me is when he's slicing the garlic oh, yeah. real thin yeah. With, yeah. with the razor blade. Yeah. It takes three weeks to make one pot of sauce. <laughs> hey, they got time. It takes forever. That is a memorable scene, actually, from when I saw it like way back when. And I think I tried it once. Have you ever tried to <laughs> slice no, garlic it, with a razor blade? Well, just cut it, yeah, cut it so thin that it melts. I don't think that's possible. <laughs> I don't think it actually melts. Like it's, but I love that idea. Right, yeah. You should try it again. Yeah. Well, I mean, even in the movie, like he gets like three slices and it's four minutes. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> And then the guy stirring the the sauce is uh, Scorsese's dad. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. That's great. Why? I don't know if you'll remember this, but why are there two pots? He's and he's like ladles in this pot, ladles in this pot, and I don't know what he's cooking. I thought he was mm. just making the sauce. I don't know. I don't know. He's Never mind. Sauce for everyone. He it's might have pots. the meat going in one and the Maybe. sauce going in the other. So then, yeah, he uh, he does get involved. Uh, uh, Doing drugs and starting mm-hmm. to deal drugs in prison. Uh, that and then there's another good scene with Paul Sorvino uh, where he's kind of heartbreaking, you know, of like telling him like not to get involved. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. with drugs. Mm-hmm. And um, he's also he. That's where he also says like, Jimmy, you got to watch Jimmy. Like he's there's something with Jimmy, and then Pesci is crazy. Yeah, so, like he knows it. At he this knows point, all this anyway. stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then the uh, the Lufthansa heist uh, was a, was a real uh, score that uh, that these guys really pulled off in uh, in real life, which was I think the largest uh, cash robbery in U.S. history. Wow! At the time, did uh, uh, did they really clean house? Like, were all these bodies found? Yep, after? I believe. And Stax yeah. Edwards was the real the real name of the getaway wow. driver, and he did uh, uh, get. Uh, Got high and Aww. left <laughs> left the truck there. <laughs> so uh, exactly like Samuel Jackson's character oh, does man. in the movie, and yeah, and then the real life Jimmy uh, cleaned house and wow. killed killed all those guys. Johnny roast beef. <laughs> and, uh, and his wife in the Barbie car. <laughs> yeah, is that Johnny roast beef? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and Mrs. Rose I mean, beef. he told them not to buy anything flashy. <laughs> yeah, that is one of De Niro's better scenes, where yeah. all these guys keep coming in <laughs> and flashier and flashier. <laughs> it's like a farce, though. It's so yeah. great. It's so yeah. stupidly funny. <laughs> At this point in in my life, uh, I don't need to see any more like drug dealing movies. Mm-hmm. 
people love that show Narcos, which mm. I, I think is well done. I watched mm. a little bit of that, but I'm like, oh man, this stuff is just so played out, you know, yeah. of, of the arc of, uh, of people dealing drugs and the, the feds trying to get them and, and whatever. But partially because I think this kind of like sets a high bar for, mm. for that yeah. kind of movie. And actually the Coke, section of the movie is relatively small but it is so memorable that one day which i think covers it's almost like a 15 minute short right. film yeah. Yeah. of him driving around oh, to keep with the yeah helicopter with the helicopter, like, really the helicopter paranoia yeah, yeah. uh and it's just just some guy in his helicopter like this that's not a cop helicopter clearly no, I think it is I don't know. Doesn't it turn out to be the FBI? I think it is the feds I, following it, him, yeah. They show like somewhat of a close-up of it. It doesn't have any markings on it. <laughs> yeah. So it's not a news tell. It's and you would think the FBI would it would say FBI on the side. I don't know that they actually labeled that though. No, maybe it is maybe it is left ambiguous. Oh, Carla did have a good quote when all the mobsters are coming in with their new cars and their wives' furs. <laughs> and Carla said, Amateur hour up in here. <laughs> <laughs> Carla knows to play it cool. <laughs> uh, around the time, around the same time, she said on Joe Pesci, "Oh my God, I'm so sick of his voice." <laughs> right? It gets I mean, to be a thing. He's got yeah. quite the voice. And during the Layla Coda, Carla said, "Scorsese loves this shot." I don't know I don't what you were talking about in particular. <laughs> what was the Layla Coda? Uh, when you see all the dead bodies of the people uh, from, involved in the Lufthansa it was a cool thing. shot getting know, whacked. This might not be it, but there was a cool shot when they come to the frozen, where they find Carbone <clears throat> frozen. Oh, that's exactly and what it like was. like a swooping kind of crane shot into the Yeah, yeah that's the what band. it was. Yeah, it was all the gross meat hanging yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. I got, I got ice all over my pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. When De Niro's <laughs> pounding the... <laughs> When De Niro's pounding the telephone, we'll find out Tommy died. Carla said, good, he deserves it. He did. <laughs> yeah, somebody was talking about this movie last night saying that, like, they were annoyed by Joe Pesci the whole movie, but it was that moment when, you know, he's about to, to get, uh, uh, to get killed that they, that it turned and they felt bad for him. And I was like, oh, I never had that. The whole time I was like, when is someone mm. going to kill this guy? Yeah. <laughs> I, that's a great scene too when he realizes. Oh shit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's There's so not great. a party behind I mean, this door <laughs> waiting for me. Yeah. 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 It happens pretty fast. I don't think he finishes the sentence. Yeah, he's like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> and then Carla said, How'd they find out? Even narration can't explain it. <laughs> yeah, they never told us. Because it's years later, right? That's true. Isn't it like ten That's years true. later? I don't know how how they found out that he killed the guy. The the maid guy. Billy Bats. Oh, yeah. Oh right, yeah, yeah. They never told us. Yeah, because who would have squealed? Only two of them knew. Exactly. <laughs> two others. See, this is a hole. I'm just saying. I'm here to point these things out. <laughs> but uh, I love all the music during the Coke sequence. Like, And mm -hmm. it's almost like he keeps jumping between different tracks as well, almost to like just get us inside of Ray Liotta's head of like he's so like coked out that he can't focus on <laughs> yeah. anything, you know? And he's, he, he really scheduled a lot for himself he that did. day. Yeah. He, he had to cook dinner it. for everybody. He's got to get back brother. to stir the sauce. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do like that he keeps That's telling you funny. about it. I did this. I had to pick up my brother. I had to. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, man. And yeah, his brother in a wheelchair comes back for the first time in two hours. And Carla said, I love that all of a sudden his family is part of the plot again. <laughs> <laughs> 
but some of the songs they use there are Harry Nilsson's Jump Into the Fire, uh, which is just one of the great, like, uh, chase sequence tracks, which mm. has since been used in a lot of commercials. They use, uh, Monkey Man by the Stones, uh, Manish Boy by Muddy Waters. I was also convinced that Devo's a version of uh, Satisfaction was used here, but apparently that's in Casino. Ah. Uh, I think there's a very similar sequence in Casino. <laughs> I have not seen Casino in a while, but I think it follows almost the same template as Goodfellas to so maybe right. slightly yeah. uh, less effect. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it for Carla's quotes. There are a few more Goodfellas quotes that I like. <laughs> I'm so sorry I didn't understand Goodfellas quotes were part of Carla's quotes. <laughs> I didn't we know either. Quiet. I love I got uh I ordered spaghetti and meatballs, I got yeah. egg noodles and ketchup. I get to yeah. live yeah. the rest of my life like a schnook. <laughs> <laughs> I love that the last yeah. word of this movie is schnook. I've never heard that word oh. before. <laughs> I don't you know. should start using it all the time yeah. now. Why didn't he just cook cook the spaghetti himself? Like, he clearly can cook, right? He was cooking right. just minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He knows he how to order cook. out spaghetti? Who orders out spaghetti? He knows how to slice the garlic real thin, right? <laughs> no. Also, why didn't he use the word schmuck instead of schnook? <laughs> schnook. <laughs> I, schnook. And I love the scene at the end when they're uh, uh, working out the details of their witness protection with the uh, FBI agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I... I and I thought of like, man, this actor is really good. Mm-hmm. Well, that guy is a real FBI agent. Oh, really? As a matter of fact, he's the guy who really worked out <gasps> Henry Hill's deal. Stop oh, wow. It. Yeah. Rick Moranis? <laughs> he is the real Rick Moranis. He does a really great switch, too, of like, I kind of care about you guys. And then, like, the wife is like, you don't need me, right? You just need him. And he's like, I don't care what you do. <laughs> I love it when <laughs> like, he, he says just that. really switches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I felt like he really lent. Some, uh, reality to it. Yeah. To, Cause like it has been pretty crazy. And for him to be like that felt so real. Like, yeah. I don't care what you do. Probably they'll try to get to him by going after you and your kids. But like, right. I, I'm not, I don't give up. But as long as if I just want him to be a good witness. So if, yeah. you, know, if you stay with him and he's a good, good witness and whatever. <laughs> 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 and this movie has a it's real abrupt, at night. <laughs> this movie has a real abrupt ending too. I, uh, and you were kind of half asleep when we first watched it. And then you were like, this morning, you were like, we should watch that ending. Is I don't think I got it. I'm like, let's watch it. But there isn't a lot to it, really. You know, <laughs> it's, it's weird. And I, I love how weird and abrupt the ending is. You know, first he gets yeah. up from the witness stand, addresses the camera. Yeah. Then weird. we cut to him in witness protection, like mm-hmm. eating his, uh, shitty, uh, egg noodles and picking up the paper. <laughs> he looks into the camera yeah. again. Yeah. You know, get the, live the rest of my life like a schnook. And then Tommy looks straight in the camera, fires a gun yeah. right at us yeah uh and that's an homage to the great train robbery which was mm-hmm. a silent film from 1903 or whatever where the end of the movie is a cowboy uh pointing his gun right into the camera and apparently like you know viewers at the time were like oh he's gonna shoot us, you know? <laughs> uh but so that's another you know scorsese the film historian uh, huh. And then it cuts to the Sid Vicious version of My Way, yeah. <laughs> which is another great yeah. needle drop. Apparently only because Sinatra wouldn't give them the rights to oh, his really? version. Mm. So Scorsese's like, I'll use Sid Vicious which instead. But the punk version is yeah. just, uh, again, of like, it's it's not uh, Godfather, it's Goodfellas. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, let's go punk instead. Yeah. And it That's seems so to be on message. I would have thought Scorsese and uh, 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 Sinatra, Sinatra were, like were buddies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> 
Uh, I do like that it feels like the moral of this story is like, your life sucks. Like, you, normal person, your life blows. Like, <laughs> and like, Ray Liotta just really managed to coast through life and like have no serious repercussions for himself. Right. Right, right, right. Do, and, do you know if he is still alive, Henry Hill? I believe he is dead. Okay. I also, during the movie, told Carla that Paul Sorvino is dead, and he is very much still with us. So. Oh, is he? Yeah. <laughs> I thought he died, too. I apologize to uh, to Mr. Sorvino, who is still with us. Number one fan <laughs> of our podcast. Yeah. Money talks. Uh, let's do uh, letter grades. Debbie, what would you give this movie? Oh, boy. Um, gosh, I think uh, I'm conflicted. Uh, <laughs> I'd probably give it an A-. Okay. I'll go there. All right. Do you like Scorsese in general? I don't know that I've seen enough Scorsese movies to have a very strong opinion. This uh, is probably the best one, I some, think. Some movies that I've seen, I feel like, um, I don't know, like uh, the Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, God, why am I blanking on it? Wolf of Departed. Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, my God. Departed. They're all Leonardo DiCaprio. No. The, the um, Aviator. No. Oh, shoot. <laughs> no, the He's other, worked with Leo the a lot. Gangster one. Gangsters <laughs> Gangs of New York. Oh, Gangs of New York. Oh, man, I hated that movie I so much. And I was Gangs like, I thought, I, that, I thought that movie was so over weird. and then it wasn't over and I felt so betrayed. Yeah. I was like, oh, that was the halfway point. I want to. Oh, so I don't know. I feel I liked parts of The Departed. And then I thought oh, Jack Nicholson was in a different movie than everybody else. And I, yeah. I don't know. So I mixed. That was one of our first dates, too, was going to The Departed, oh. right? I don't remember. <laughs> you fell asleep. Uh, Matt, what would you give this movie? Yeah, I think a solid A. Solid A. Yeah. It's, I love how funny it is. (laughs) (laughs) Carla. I was going to give it a B plus, but because I just said that it's probably Scorsese's best movie, in my opinion, (laughs) I'll give it an A minus. Wow. What does that stand for? It stands for, um, a two. I'm not allergic to all of Scorsese. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, you guys want to improvise? Uh, oh, well, uh, I, I, it's an Wait, A for me, certainly. Uh, <laughs> all of the ones on his list are A's. Every single one. Every movie. single one. Uh, none on a rewatch have been. No, that, I think that's not quite true. I think in rewatching, some of them are more A minus, B plus. Going into this, you everything that's the on assumption, the assumption, yeah, is, is that everything yeah. is an A. But yeah, uh, I like it better than eight and a half. So uh I it's going to be ahead of eight and a half as it is, but I think still behind uh E.T. and Sunset Boulevard, which keep Great. moving up the list. Debbie, mm. you don't ever see eight and a half. I don't know. What, if you, if this one upset you. <laughs> There's a scene where me. the main guy starts whipping the women around oh, God. him in his sex <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> hey, well, plus. this is out of context. <laughs> I don't know if it is. <laughs> I did feel like in this movie, like there was an... An honesty, even though you're still depicting sexist things happening or whatever, there was an honesty to being like, he's clearly gaslighting Karen. He's like, Karen, you're crazy. I don't have a girlfriend. And then you see him sleeping over his girlfriend's place and you're like, I mean, at least, you know, we're seeing that this has taken a toll on Karen. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's just like the, he's, uh, the number one person in his life. Yeah. Right? (laughs) That's what I got from this movie. Sure. 
You guys want to improvise a scene? Sure. <laughs> sure. Well, I like what you said before about uh, gangsters just using very vague language. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> why don't we? Uh, you know, we don't need to be characters from the movie necessarily. Maybe we're more peripheral characters, but uh, we're just talking about a thing. Let's uh, let's be the peripheral characters in the scene with Bobby Skins. Was it Bobby Skins? Bobby Bats. Billy Bats. <laughs> Where they're like fighting across the room, and we're at the bar. Okay. Is that right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Wait. Oh, is that the get your shine box? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy Bats friends? Yeah, Billy Bats. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Man, Tommy and Bobby Skins are really going at it tonight. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they uh, have to do the thing that they do with the thing. Oh, it's because of that time. That time you said that to him. Hey, uh, what's a shine box? It's like, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a box, you know? It's, uh... Uh, it's a shiny box. It's a shiny box. Why did you get so mad about that? I don't know. I would think it would be like a good thing. I'm hey. gonna put a uh, I'm gonna put a quarter in the thing. You guys want to hear? Oh yeah. Oh, play that. Play that song. Oh yeah, yeah. Play I got that it. song. I got it. It's my favorite one. I love that song. <laughs> Anybody else hungry? Yeah, I want some food. Oh, I could really go for a yummy, uh, cheesy thing. Yeah, I love it. Hey, can we get a cheesy thing over here? Three That's cheesy things. Three cheesy things. There's four of us. Four. Four cheesy. I'm sorry. I forgot that I wanted one, too. <laughs> you need another? Yeah. 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 I want one I can smoke. Oh, no. I was talking about, you know, a thing. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, with the... I think you drink. Look at them. They're still fighting over there. Man, they are still going at it. One of them's oh. going to get shot. Not by me. Well, you'd think his foot would hurt kicking him so much. <laughs> <laughs> he must have really, really hated that shine box. I don't know why. Hey, I want to talk to you about that thing. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant to actually bring it up earlier, but, uh, you know, we started talking about the other thing. No, yeah. No, we talked about that thing. But, you know, the, this other thing is a big deal. Hey, so. I gave money for the thing. I put my money to it. What are you talking about? I gave him the money for the thing. Which thing? You know, the one we talked about. The one you're talking about. Talking about two things. No, we're talking about two things. Oh, I'm talking about a third one. Uh-huh. Wait, is this is this the thing? Oh, is this the thing I'm thinking of? Yeah. You guys, I think Bobby Skins is dead. Oh no. I doubt it. <laughs> nah, look at look at look at that part of him. <laughs> well, that part of him is still moving. That one, what part? That's the one part. I hate that part of my body. I would get rid of that first, too. Man, oh, a... don't say that about yourself. No, it's true. It's true. There's hey. a weird-ass Donovan song. <laughs> hey. I kind of like the beginning. <laughs> you want to take a look at my shiny box, you guys? What? Whoa. <laughs> what? Holy Whoa. Jesus. Hey. Whoa. 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 That's a winner. It <laughs> <laughs> might be your best one. Uh, it's going out into the world. They all go out as is. <laughs> Live forever and ever. There's no retakes. Uh, Matt and Debbie, thank you so much <laughs> for joining us. Yeah. Hey, what a delight to have you. Yeah, thank Aww. you so much. Uh, where can people uh, find you online? Follow you. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Up. Oh boy! Um, yeah, where can people see you perform? 
Uh, well, Secret Twin, uh, my improv team that Craig coaches, mm-hmm. uh, is still performing every Friday at the NoHo Acme. Bermuda yeah, is the name the of the show. show. You can see three improv teams for the price of one. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on how much you normally pay to see one improv team. Uh, yeah. And Matt, where can people see you? Uh, hey Day is the improv team I am on and we are at the West Side Comedy theater every third and fourth monday of the month uh we are at second city every other saturday uh and uh we're we're also at sacred fools um once a month as well mark your calendars so if you're in the greater los angeles area (laughs) plenty of opportunities to to see some great live improv uh, and Carla, speaking of improv, your podcast, Improv Yaks, is going to be coming back soon. It is. After Ooh. a brief hiatus. About a year. <laughs> about a year. In the grand scheme of things, a year is, is only a brief on. amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> Point. Game of Thrones uh, goes longer. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Who's going to be your first guest back for Improv Yaks? It's going to be me. We're going to talk about my year in Portland. I was in Poland. <laughs> <laughs> she spent a year in a gulag in Poland. <laughs> and uh, and Craig's reaction to iOS closing. What oh, happened wow. there, Craig? You don't oh, have to answer man. now. We'll talk about it. Okay. That thing. Yeah. That, that thing. thing. Well, Carla, uh, next up, we are entering the top 20. We're getting down Ooh. to the real nitty gritty. Just We're- a year left, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> One more year. <laughs> So, uh, you didn't care for the Italian film. You, you, you pretty much like this Italian American film. Uh, but let's go back to the continent of Europe, to the country of France. Mm. And this is a 2001 film directed by Jean-Pierre Genet. Amelie! It is Amelie. This is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> yes. Well, crack open your creme brulees <laughs> with a, with the back of a spoon. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, take uh, take your photo in the photo booth and find your true love somewhere in Montmartre. Uh, with a gnome. With a gnome. <laughs> uh, so this is a uh, an enchanting uh, fable uh, and a, a wonderful movie. And we're, we're going to have a, a good friend uh, who is a, a Francophile uh, who is fluent in French uh, named Irene White uh, for oh. this episode. Yeah. So, uh, I thought you meant James Franco. <laughs> <laughs> He's no longer a good friend. <laughs> uh, bonjour, Craig's listeners. We'll see you next week with Amelie. Au revoir. Oh, uh, au revoir. <laughs> the list is an absolute good. The list is life.